welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of our Footy Fantasy Pod. Today is the big one, the tw uh, Twitter call, like I like to always call it, the Twitter battle. <laughs> it's not a classic anymore. It used to be a classic in the late not 90s, early 2000s, I guess, even to the mid. Yeah. But now it's just a, it's a Twitter battle. That's what we keep with you every time. But this time, the league leaders, you know, they came to Old Trafford very confident. Before we even go, go into that. Just if you're watching this, like, share, subscribe uh, on YouTube, Footy Fantasy. You can see it on the ticker moving. Uh, share with your friends, enemies. You shouldn't have enemies, but if you have enemies, share with them, your family, share with everybody. Um, the movement is going on. Let me introduce the guest. I'll start with my fellow United fan, Malone. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Ayo. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, Always a pleasure. Yep, yep, yep. I know this is your favorite team. That you like to play against, so that's why I had to bring you up for this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, my, my, my good friend, Steven, Arsenal, Arsenal fan, always very logical. Arsenal fan, uh, thanks for coming on, Steve. Thanks. As always, oh, that's that's good. good one, logical Arsenal fan. That, uh, Steve is probably the most logical I've met in my whole entire life. Him and my two students go together, logical and Arsenal. <laughs> no, yeah, okay, like a United fan. That. <laughs> you know, my, him and my dad, I think probably the most, two most logical Arsenal fans I've met in my whole life. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's just, it's just diving. Let's just dive right in. Um, let's, let me start with our Arsenal, I think, before we go, so that we can give some, since there's one Arsenal fan on here. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, where, did, where was the game won and lost, Steven? Let's start with that. The game was won and lost in midfield. Um, again, the, the defensive midfield position, we know Arsenal had a weakness there and United were able to take advantage of it. Um, I think in no, no, any knowledgeable football fan watching that game would not say that Arsenal didn't dominate the game. Uh, I think United set up to hit Arsenal on the counter, take advantage of um, the spaces once they played the high line. Um, and that's how it went. I mean, I mean, Bruno got a couple of got into a couple of dangerous positions and punished punish them, right? So I don't think the game told me much that I didn't know about the two teams. I think United are building and trying to recover. Ten Hag's trying to get his system in place, new players. So they're never going to be fluid. They're never going to be, again, playing full-on attacking football. I don't think they're ready for that yet. Um, but I think Arsenal showed me what they've been showing me all season is that they're, they're not playing in games where they're dominating pretty much anybody that's in front of them from a footballing standpoint. It's just a case of whether they take their chances or not. And today was one of those days where through bad finishing, bad decision-making, getting hit on the break at bad times in the game, they, they cost themselves the game, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Um, Inka, what are your thoughts? Where was the game one last? Yeah, I watched the, the match in patches and all that because I was in church. I'm very much involved in church. So I was doing a lot of praying, though. That, uh, <laughs> luck. I just need a lock today. And I think, yes, that's exactly what I'll say lock because Arsenal really played fantastic football. I would say that. There, there was a long period during that second half. Arsenal was completely in control. I mean, they were in control of that game. And uh, I don't know. They made very incisive passes into our area like uh the third into the third final third and uh i was like oh they just need to finish and thank goodness that uh jesus didn't have his uh, scoring boots today so uh we took advantage because if you miss chances like that 
it, it bogs down players. I mean, I've, I've played a little bit, so I understand if you miss chances, the turnover, and what United is actually built on right now is to, uh, once you're out of possession, once the opponent is out of possession, how can you hit them? That happened in Leicester City, that game against Leicester City, and we saw exactly the same thing that happened in um, uh, Rashford's second goal. So that is the bane. If you think you can play soccer, don't play Manchester United now because the back line is solid. The midfield, the creativity in that mid, what Ericsson brings. I mean, he's played how many minutes now? I mean, he's been playing all the games. I mean, if he, if he played 90 minutes against Leicester, he played 90 minutes again today. So I don't know where that longs is coming from, but he's the main architect of that Manchester. He won the game for United today. He did. He did. Um, I'll add to everything everybody has said. Um, I, I think Arsenal played very well. I agree with that. Um, I think the final thought, the execution was kind of off, you know, and, you know, like you said, bad decision-making, Jesus, Shaka. I yep. think um, Martinelli played well initially, but he kind of became quiet. Uh, that was not surprising. He started very well. Very well. He just went quiet. I think if Martinelli had continued the way he started, he would have been in trouble. But but that's the thing I'm saying about the midfield. They, they couldn't, after a while, because United realised that the ball going out wide, for all the talk about the solid defence... Malasia and Dallo, if the game had kept going like it was and Saka and Martinelli kept getting them one-on-one, -on -one, that game would have been over. Correct. But what they did is they said, you know what? Like, don't let the ball go out wide. The mid middle of the park is where we're not going to get hurt because there's there's no party in there. We know Xhaka is going to do what he's going to do at some point and we're going <laughs> to catch him high up the field. <laughs> Odegaard physically, McTominay dealt with him because McTominay just got close enough so that every time Odegaard got on the ball, Odegaard got away from him one time and he created a goal. <laughs> like, so, so I just think tactically, United said, right, okay, if we try and play with these guys, they're going to end up battering us this way. We're not doing that. Like We're going to set up and we're going to wait for the mistakes and we're going to take advantage of the players that we have. And I just think that's what happened, is that Bruno got into space a couple of times, picked a couple of worldy passes, Ericsson the same. And we're chasing up, we're chasing back. You're seeing yeah. people's numbers and they're running in on goal. There's not much you can do to stop them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That one on one that he took out for Martinelli, especially when mm -hmm. he yeah. took out that one on one from Dallo, like changed that game because no, I was worried. Look, I, was like, I don't look like at the first, the first 15 20 minutes. Oh my, goodness. every time Saka and Martinelli got one on one with Dallo and Malasia, they beat them. Yeah, every single like time. My heart was in my mouth anytime. Saka or Martinelli were on the ball. It was, it was, they were, they were really, really treacherous on, on, on United throughout the game. Okay. T.Y. says, United fans, Saka did not do one. No, I don't agree. Saka. Oh, no, Saka. they, 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 they cope with it later on in the game. They cope yes. with it. So, yeah, yeah. Later, Anthony, they better. They yeah later in the first half, Anthony started tracking back to help out on Dallo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Dallo. And then on the other side, um, they started to force um, Saka inside more. They yeah. didn't let him go outside mm -hmm. to get more yes. space. But they dealt with it better as the game wore on because they set up to do that. They just said, hey, you know what? The game's going to get played in the middle of the park. And in the middle of the park, you've got Fernandez, you've got Ericsson versus basically Sambi Lakonga and Xhaka. That's where the difference in quality was between the two teams. Okay, okay. I agree. I definitely agree. 100%. 100%. I would like to talk a little bit more since we have more time since the, we'll not talk about the Liverpool game. Um, I like to talk a little more about like Ericsson because Ericsson, what you're talking about is 
I'm slightly worried that we're like flogging him, you know, too much right now. I am, I will not lie, because if he gets injured, we're in trouble. Because he's the only one that gives us, you know, what Pep likes to call pause control. Pogba was the one that used to give us that. Pogba is gone now. Eric is now replacing him. He gives us pause. We need that a lot. And I'm so worried about the fact that teams might start noticing that, you know, uh, you're on mute. Teams might start noticing that the way United creativity goes, it goes with Ericsson. If you stop Ericsson, you stop United. Kind of, in a way. And teams might start doing what they were doing on Pogba. Where like double teaming, triple teaming, Ericsson. That might happen. But I also like that he's intelligent because I think they tried to do that against Leicester. He was he moves around intelligently. So I like that about him. That's number one. Yeah. Um, number two, Mark Tomine. You know, criticizing him a lot. I really, really do. Especially in possession. But today, in possession, he was calm. About yeah. one time that I got picked off, he was calm in possession. On that you, practice, he was. You know what's weird? I actually think that you lot might have created a problem for yourselves now because I think with the setup you have, okay. his mobility is better suited to that midfield probably than Casemiro. And Tenac sees it. That's why he's and, not bringing Casemiro. But, but, that, but that's a problem, though. Like, when you pay 60-odd million for a 30-year-old... It's like, a good problem. Let me put it that way. It's a good problem. It's, I don't know if it's a good problem. It's a good problem in the sense that Casemiro himself will feel, oh, I'm coming from Real Madrid. McTominay is benching me. That will bring out the best in, my, in, in, in Casemiro anytime. Because, see... I see something with Ten Hag. You yep. have to play yourself out of the team mm. to get out. And yep. then for you to play in that team, if you play well, you will you are rewarded. Yes. It's not about the names anymore. It's about what you do on the pitch yep. at, the, at that certain time. Who in this world will actually, who apart from Eric Ten Hag, will put a Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench, a Maguire on the bench? This guy was bought for useless 80 million pounds. I mean, 85 million pounds, if yeah. I'm right. 85, yeah. And you're sitting them down. That's a lot of pressure on the coach. But this guy just dusts off that pressure as if it's nothing. I'm going to succeed. He's, he's determined to succeed, and nobody's going to come in his way. Even the Glazers. But, ah, Glazers out, though. All yeah, the always. Of out. course, Glazers out. Uh, out. I understand what you mean, though, a little bit, Stephen. When you're trying to say... What I'm not too worried is because I was talking to somebody off the pot is mm. all the big coaches did it, right? I remember when uh, Fabinho first came to Liverpool. Klopp mm. eased him in. He didn't just bring him in straight. He eased him. It took like 10 games. Liverpool fans were complaining. That season, I remember very well. Like, oh, where's Fabinho? It took him. And that's when they dropped a lot of points. Because remember that season, like they dropped a lot of points early on that season. Yeah. You know, before they now picked up. So same thing with um, Pep and Rodri. That season, I think it was... Mm. Like, I remember two seasons ago. Yeah. He wasn't playing Roger. Everybody was complaining. Play this guy. He was just easing it. Was easy. So I'm very okay with him easing him. Right now, he's doing that to Calvin Phillips. Yeah. No one's complaining at all. <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not, he's nowhere he's not even on the bench. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Calvin Phillips. Maybe his injury. I don't. That's yeah. a different conversation. But I am very fine with that, to be honest. But I like the bold call of straight away, you know, straight away throwing Anthony. I'm good. I was going to talk about that. So I like that. I like, yeah, I like that. a manager that is bold. But, but that's not a big call when Elanga was playing. Like, he, he had to... Elanga was playing. Ronaldo was on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. But Ronaldo, again, if, you, if you're going to play on a counter-attack, mm -hmm. the way you were setting up, Ronaldo wasn't the right call today. Even though he's a threat, Ronaldo wasn't the right call today. So he made that call. It's a big call, yeah. but he made the right call. I think on the right-hand side, though, like Alanga, he's been missing so many big chances. It, it's like yeah, there's no risk. There's no risk in playing Anthony in that game. And he played him for an hour and he took him off. Let me tell you the risk. Let me tell you the risk. 
Imagine it starts Anthony, right? Anthony comes from a different league. You can see the pace, how Casimo is struggling to deal with the pace. And all of a sudden, that wing is open. And Martinelli and um, Zinchenko just oh. double up on Dalo, and we get 3-0 down. But, but, that's what but, but that's what happened for the first 10 minutes of the game. And then he said, hey, they you can see Ten Hag told him. They were not doubling up. Um, I see what oh. you mean. Yes, Knight falling back. But they were not doubling up Dalo, though. It was always one-on-one. -on -one. At least one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so I'm just saying. We go double up. We go double, double down. But, but again. Manager, double, I'll play yeah. Elanga. Elanga is good tracking back. But you're talking about doubling up tactically Ten Hag so Arsenal don't play that way like mm. Zinchenko doesn't go high and wide if Tini was out there talks fine talks talks Zinchenko in. plays in midfield yeah. Zinchenko sits in midfield that's, that's the that's yeah. the problem he goes in battered. yeah yeah that's that's, that's that's fair but me I I think it was a big call just because Arsenal is in form um like Arsenal, like are very rapid and if we go two three goes down and it's coming through that wing. The criticism will come out like, "How can you start him?" Uh, yeah. like, so I think that, that, that's why it makes it a big call. And the fact that okay, Anthony even scored again, but like I like I like the fact that when he got to for seven minutes, when he was tiring out, okay, it's time to go out and brought in legs, brought in Fred, brought in um, who did you bring on? He brought Fred Ronaldo. Ronaldo, and that helped a little bit. That definitely helped because yeah. Ronaldo was drawing your center backs out of position. Gabriel, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to talk a about Gabriel. I think he's a good center back. But I think he still does this thing I've been seeing since he bought you, you know, since you guys since he came to you guys. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steven. Where he gets sucked in to the play versus watching holding position. He does that. He's yeah. been doing this from his first year. He does that thing where he, he kind of made Saliba look a little bit shaky today. With that, he's thing. an aggressive. He's an aggressive guy. He wants to win every. He wants to challenge for everything. Challenge and, everything, yeah. And and so and his timing of it isn't great. So that's kind of why I think if you look at the back four right now. His position, especially with Saliba, is probably the one under the most threat. Because now that Tomiyasu is fit, I can see Tomiyasu coming back at right back. And I think Ben White can go into midfield. Because Ben White can do that aggressive ball winning, high up the pitch, winning on the ball job. And Saliba is decent enough in the air to kind of take on what Gabriel offers. Um, and then remember that when we have Tomiyasu, Tomiyasu is very good in the air as well. So I actually think that when the Europa League comes and he has to mm. kind of start switching the team around a little bit, Gabriel's position might not be safe specifically because, again, we've played six games. Yes, yeah. we've done really well, but in most of those games, there's been an error here or there and it's him, right? So high up the field. Again, he was trying to cover Sambi today, which is, again, I give him a little bit of grace for, but that challenge he made was that it didn't make any sense. Even if you just jockeyed the guy and tried to send him out right. wide. Or, right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, it's like, yeah. Move him out, yeah. So he, he kind of sold his partners out on that one. The one thing I, I would say, though, that why, I understand what you mean, but you know, like, this existing all coaches are doing now. It's like, they want balance, right? So that left leg that he has gives him a lot of advantage, right? That's okay. why Martinez always starts. That's why Pep is just I, waiting for Laporte to come back. So he switches yeah. there straight away. He wants I agree. Back. Balance. But so I actually don't. I, I don't think it matters with White, and I also don't think it matters with Tomiyasu. Like Tomiyasu can play on both feet. People forget that. Tomiyasu plays left back and right back and centre back. He could play all three. Wow. So again, I just think there's options there for Arteta okay. that that we're probably going to see in the Europa League first. Uh, that's kind of why I want to see who he picks in the Europa League um, okay. in midweek. Because I think that's where the first time he's going to do a little bit more rotation. Because even today, I, I was surprised as how many people got off injury mm. 
watch to kind of make the game because again it, it, there was a lot of people carrying knocks and they, they all of a sudden were fit for the game so i want to see what he does in, in the week. Mm. okay fair, fair enough I, I i agree with that man of the match let's go to man of the match ericson oh McTominay for you wow ericson for me okay McTominay for me McTominay kept united you. in that game okay for me wow Ericsson yeah. and Bruno won it. Yeah. McTominay kept them in the game. Fair enough. He was really good today. Like, you know, like under the press, he didn't do the hiding thing that we always complain no. about. Fans where he hides behind opposition. He was coming, showing, and like beating the press. There was twice he beat the press. I'm like, wow, is this McTominay? Like, you can play this? You know, but it's just like... That's serious. coaching, though. But that's coaching. No, true. That's true. Previous coaches have never... We've not seen McTominay in this kind of, like, intelligent... Uh, movement and all that I've never sure. seen it yeah. but, and, but but again it's like it, it's coaching for sure and it's also who he's playing with right okay. like Ericsson yeah. is so intelligent yeah. in the spaces yeah. he picks up That's and true. you can trust That's his touch wow. like you're playing with Fred and Fred goes into a space do you play that pass because you don't know if he's going to control it Ericsson and Bruno in front of me I don't mind pinging a ball a hundred miles per hour into their feet because they're gonna take it. That's it's like back in the day watching Cazola play for Arsenal. Like they'd give him the ball in some crazy positions because you just oh, know he can take it. He would. He's controlled with the man. Yeah. He's controlled. So I think that helps McTominay because yeah. I don't have to be perfect. I just gotta get it to him. That's <laughs> and it. that's you. You don't think about it. You you take that chance. You risk playing the ball maybe a little bit harder because you know they can control it. And Steve, you're gonna make me change my mind. So I go with Mac McTominay, and this is based on what Alex Ferguson says: defense wins you titles, attack wins you games. Okay. So, so from that premise, on that premises, I go with you, McTominay, for for the man of the match. And and look at the game itself, right? So yes, United won. They only had thirty percent possession in the game. There you go. They had three, four shots on target the whole game. No, I'm just saying, right? So, so you watch the game. You watch the game and you're like, okay, if that's the stats of the game, it wasn't, oh, the attacking players had a ton of had a ton of the ball. And I, I think McTominay was 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 key to that, that result. Fair enough. Well, I'm gonna go a different angle now. That's exactly because of what okay. you just said now. I would use that point to just the fact that the attackers had fewer chances mm -hmm. and Rashford was able to score two goals and an assist. Two goals and an assist for me, he gets the most difficult thing in football. Like everybody says, you know what? I would ask you to do then go back and tell me how many touches Rashford had in the game. Yes, he scored twice. Two, two, two goals. Check how many touches did he have in that game. But that's the reason. But that's the more reason why I'm even praising him. If, like, exactly. He didn't, so he still he's still he's the the game. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't matter too. how much touches the ball, but he's still well alive and ready to move once it's called yeah. on. You know, so goalkeepers who don't have anything to do, and then there's a shot coming, and then their mind is everywhere. Like, oh, okay, I've been busy. I mean, calling my mom on the phone. I mean, talking to my family while the, the play is on. Oh, the ball, oh, I'm actually in a soccer match, you know? But, I mean, for you to have that princess of mind, just touching yeah. the ball twice and scoring twice, that's clinical. Yeah. But yeah. That's the, but it's the reason I'm, I'm kind of being like a little bit devil's advocate on that, because yeah. I think Rashford is the type of player that if the ball was coming across the box and he had to take a touch and finish, 
he probably misses the chances he gets. Running in on goal, one-on-one twice, that is Marcus Rashford's game. Like, you're giving him goals, basically. That that there, he don't have to think. I'm running in on goal, one-on-one, we'll pick my spot. Bread and butter. Let's be honest. If this was Brighton or Brentford, we would think we're playing them. He probably misses those chances. Last season, there were games like that. One-on-one Rashford, over the bar. Like, so, yeah. I just want to go different direction. Like every other person you mentioned, I agree. Like, yeah, but Rashford has like two goals and an assist, and that pass for Anthony, that that timing of that pass was everything. Because yeah. if he delays it or plays it too quickly, it. it goes it away. Yeah. It goes offside. So I, I I'm going to give him. But Ericsson, though, Ericsson, my goodness, it Ericsson looks so good because our midfield don't have enough technical. It's right deep. He looks so good yeah. with his. And it just kind of scares me. Like, man, if Ericsson goes down, we'll be in trouble. This, that's what keeps going up my head. Like, if Ericsson goes down, we're going to be in trouble. It's trying not to be negative, but Ericsson gets my kudos. 90 minutes in Leicester, 90 minutes here. My goodness. The guy the guy was exceptional. So, yeah. Um, yep. Ateta, I don't know if, if, I, if I should criticize him a little bit. Because when I look at the game, I try to look at, and I'll let you do, you know, this is your team. You know your team better than I do. And when I look at that game, I look at that game very well. There's nothing I can really think of and say, oh, maybe we should have tried this or tried that, in my opinion, for what I watched. So I don't know if I have any reason for him regarding, but you can go for it. I really it's don't know. Less if I about, it's less about criticism for Arteta and more about the risk him and Edu have taken with the squad. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if he had yet the options to change it. Like, So the only thing he could have done, which is what he did, is he went to the back three, at one point, right? And mm-hmm. he chased the game when Enketia kind of comes on and we go to two up, right? Yeah. That, that's been the stocking trade change of shape when we've been chasing the game. And I think the reason he's primarily doing that is because he doesn't have alternatives to Xhaka in midfield at oh. the moment. Like, if he wanted to kind of go with another ball carrier, mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a defensive midfielder to call on, what does he do in that situation? He's either putting a centre-back in there, in a Ben White or someone like that, or putting um, Zinchenko in central midfield permanently and bringing on Tierney. That, that's the only thing I could have thinking he could have done, is like bringing Zinchenko into central midfield and then bringing on Tierney rather than changing the shape completely. Because we, we, we were having enough of the ball. It's just that we weren't penetrative enough when we got it yeah. through the middle. So he could. That's the only thing I would have criticized him is maybe go that route first before completely changing the shape, which is what he did. And because we went to the back three and a little bit confusion on the in that shape that cost us the 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 goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess the other thing I was also going to look at is who who do you say is your most important player? Important. Yes. This version of us. In terms of the way we play, is Odegaard. Odegaard. Yeah, like everything goes through Odegaard. If you stop Odegaard, you stop Arsenal pretty much because the ball doesn't get into the danger as much. That's exactly what McTominay did today. Yeah, that that was the tactic. It was like get him, get to him early. And like I said, the one time in the game or two times he didn't catch him. The first time when he flipped the ball over to Martinelli and he had the header that De Gea saved, and then the second time when he played that reverse pass into Jesus, and then that was where the goal came from. Yeah. But because um, he's he's just Odegaard. You talk about Ericsson. Odegaard. If Odegaard starts adding goals to his game, he oh, is one that. of the best tens in the league. He's doing that. 
Like, I mean, I think he, <laughs> no, 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 no. He had he had a couple of games back to back where he scored. But what I'm saying is, even in the game today, there were a couple of chances where he should have shot, and he's looking for a pass all the time. Like, if he gets that selfish edge a little bit, where he said, "Hey, I'm gonna put my foot through this every now and again," rather than playing the little reverse pass or the he's little thing like over the top. Yeah, he's he's cute. Like he's so he sees a pass because even oh, yeah. the, even the pass he played for the goal, he had no business playing he's that. Like that, the ball, the, the obvious ball was to go wide to Saka, yeah. And he plays a reverse pass that's through the right. middle, takes out four players. Yep. That's Odegaard. But the thing for him is he has to dominate these games somehow. Like, even he doesn't, even if he doesn't get as many touches on the ball, mm. as much of the ball as we got him today, or we had as a team today, Arsenal should have won the game and he should have been behind it. That's what he needs to add. Okay, fair enough. Inka, who's United's most important player? It has to be Ericsson. It has right. to be Ericsson. He's like the glue. He's like the center point of everything good that we do. Yeah, I agree. He's the center point. He's the one who connects all the dots. He con- it's like the whole team revolves around him. He's like in the middle. And the, I mean, for him to be playing 90 minutes in, in four days, I mean, eight, 180 minutes in four days. It makes me afraid. I would not lie. Yeah. <laughs> Same here too. I'm like, is this guy gonna pass out one day or something? I mean, it, it's in, you know, it's in the back of your mind that this guy yeah. had had an had surgery and all that. People forget that. Actually, when you say that pacemaker, I actually think you're Joe. You 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 No, he's playing with a pacemaker. A pacemaker. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the pacemaker. When you say that, Ayo. Sincerely speaking, when you say that, I'm like, you're just messing around. Just He's playing with a pacemaker. You know, one thing, one thing about me, the thing I don't like, you know, joke about is anything like health or like, you know, anything like health. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. I know I, I never joke about stuff like that. No, I don't. I was, I was not joking. So it always makes me afraid, like, ooh, this pacemaker, ooh, like, rest him sometimes. Because I, I didn't expect him to play against Leicester. I knew how to play today, of course. But Leicester, I didn't expect him to play that game. I, even I expected to play like me for five minutes, take him off. But I think he's getting the rest, of course, in Europa League. He's not going to play Europa. Because if he plays Europa, I'm like, okay, now you're taking the piss. Like, give this man, give this man some rest, please. Because he... Get that pacemaker and I don't... I know, okay, yeah. Yeah, you had, you had issues, but that's just... Oh, so the yeah. So that's why I think we should not flog him this much. Because even if he doesn't get injured, right? Second half of the season, he might be get fatigued, right? I, I, United are going to... And again, people keep talking about second half of the season. Remember, the season stops in November. It does, it does. It does. So there's a lot of games, but the season stops in a month and a bit. Like, so you can already start there's doing business. Up. Yes. But there's a World Cup, and these guys are going to the World Cup too. Did they make it to World Cup? I don't think he's going. I don't think he's supposed to. I don't think he's supposed to be going to the World Cup. Because I think he's retired, right? If I mean, retired from Denmark, right? I think, yeah, I think this is where you see the lower teams that don't have teams in the World Cup playing well. It has to be like that. Those lower teams are going to be up for it because they are fresh. Like one month break. That's true. That's very true. And 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 it's Boxing Day, right? So it's November and then the next game back is Boxing Day and then you have to straight into the January transfer window. So what you're probably going to see is a load of players get signed early Mm. for January. Okay. So they just come back from the World Cup and then they just join 1st of January. Yeah. It'll be interesting because I really feel like the season can flip. In yeah, it's it's going to be mad. That, but that's why I think Man City aren't scared because everybody keeps going on about they're not they're not the deepest squad, but I think that they've got things up their sleeve for the second half of the season. I think they'll go again in January. Like I'm not, 
I don't. I think it's stupid for people to assume that Man City are going to go into the season. Oh, if, if, if if you ever count out Man City, then you know so you don't you don't you don't understand this this football yeah. we're talking about. I mean, they are literally going to cost this season. That's how I see it. It's sad to say, and I used to say something. I would like to say it on air to Ayo. I like Klopp, but Pep is better. Let okay. me let me say that. Let me say this straight now. I used to say, oh, I like Klopp, and Klopp is better. Yeah. But I like Klopp. Uh, I, I like. I think they're both quality managers. I think you can't really say that about Klopp because Klopp doesn't have the resources that Pep has. Pep I is a keep, class. I keep coach. saying that. I keep saying that. But this season, what has happened this season has changed the whole thing. How? You know, how can you not manage Salah and Mane? How? Not, no, but I don't think that situation. I don't it think that's, no. People are not watching what's happening in Liverpool. It's purely no. financial. Yeah. It's financial. Okay. You having financial issues, and then you're selling your best player. No, but it's fine. No, 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 no. The financial right. issue oh, is paying them yeah. both. Paying that them both. was they the financial issue. They had to yeah. give Salah his contract. Salah's now on a three hundred a week. 300 bags a week, whatever it is, 200, 300 bags a week contract. They had to, they had to pay them. So they both had to get paid. Their both contracts are running down. They both want to get paid what they're supposed to be getting paid. Right? Late. So they should have money. No, but it's Liverpool don't, Liverpool do not have the resources to compete like that. So they basically made this decision. They went and got Diaz, who I think is going to be a top player for them. And they basically said, we're going to retool with some younger players. So Carvalho, Elliot, all of those guys are there. And the problem for Klopp at the start of this season is all down to the fact that they couldn't do anything in midfield. So they lose Thiago, they lose um, Keita, they lose Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's always injured again. And then they basically down to kids. Oxlade lost him, so he's always lost. Right. So, so the problem, you can't say Klopp, but fell off because and he's and he's playing with Carvalho and Elliot with Fabinho in midfield. Okay, because my, my, my train of thought has always been how can you not manage money and salary? You it's don't financial. Have like that, so that, that makes perfect sense then. That, that is pure money. money. But I still I'll still put Pep. I'll, there's something about Pep. I don't like him, but he's just it's just no, good. I think in terms of his his philosophy, he's the best. And the fact that he could go anywhere and his philosophy always comes through. But at the same time, because again, it doesn't matter whether you could just buy the best players. You still have to coach them and get them to play the way he wants them yeah. to play. So that right. I give him credit for. United but has been buying the best players. Yeah. They just buy players, not for a system. They just keep buying players. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy how 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 he does it but then i also yeah. think the fact that he can just go okay i need a striker yep harlan oh i need it yeah. like it's just yeah. that there is privilege it's privilege but he earned the privilege let me take this comment quickly so you can use six yeah. games <laughs> also money wasn't so because club wanted to go but there wasn't enough money yeah you should ask the upper fans i don't with the owner steven you brilliantly analyzed it yeah yeah but in my opinion though right I know I'm, 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 I'm learning I'm happy and that I learned that. I'm a focus person on Manchester United straight. That's me. Yeah, I know, I know. That thing. I focus on Manchester United. So thanks for the uh, knowledge. You know, that's a good segue to Liverpool, but just staying with that conversation. I've always put them at par, right? And that's that was my conversation. Where people used to say, oh, yeah, you know, club is better. I would say yeah. I think they are par because I think club is doing exceptional. What's that with those resources? With resources, but, yeah. What I always say is we've seen managers try to do this, like get this type of privilege. And not be able to sustain this was let's just say Mourinho, different style of football 
right? Mm. But pick Mourinho times, Chelsea, this thing, he couldn't sustain this level of pep. He couldn't. I think Mourinho was peak for like 10 years, nine years. That was peak Mourinho, nine years. But after that, he couldn't, and he was getting the best resources then, still. But you know, this the, difference with, you know the difference with Pep as well? And I, that's one of the things that I love about what I think Arteta's picked that up from him yeah. is the personalities of the players that they buy. Mm. So they buy top players, but they're also like crazy invested into who they are as players. So they yeah. want to get better all the time. So he can coach that out of them. So yeah. it's, it, it's an interesting dynamic, the way he buys players. Like that's why I was always baffled a little bit when they went and got Grealish. Because I felt that that personality, I didn't see that in a pep dressing room. Like I, I just, that's, which that's is why point. I don't think he lasts there past this season. I just don't think Grealish is as committed to his craft as yeah. he would want a player to be. Yeah, um, that Croy that principle, right? Like that's what I always tell people when like like Pep is from that Croy fan school of thought that like they monitor everything, your diet, like you yeah. said, what you do outside. Like they're they're crazy yeah. human beings, and that's. Doing a slight segue, and how kind of you know buys into yeah. that a little bit of that you know, quite from principle, yeah. walking on that path. Yeah. You know, that's how he uh, club, uh, walked with uh, uh pep. Uh, All of them. It's, it's that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, I see that with our data, yeah. like, yeah. it's, it's critical. Personalities have changed our dressing room. See, Malasha is not that great, he's one of one defending. You know, during the game, I was making comments, one of is not that great. Yes. Yeah. Well, he makes up for his that that dog. He has that dog in him, Martinez too. Yep. You know that you have that dog. You need that. You need that personality. Yeah. Because when when you're in the trenches, you need that extra. Need yes, I agree. Dog, dog in. They'll dog yeah. their foot in. Like yes, nothing is happening. We will we'll take the bull by the horn. And let me reply to that. Our last thing. You're saying six games. How many points did uh, City use in winning the league? You're saying uh, knee jerk. It's not knee jerk. Yeah. City is in the league. Let me reply to you. City is in the league. You can't afford to lose ground. Lose ground on them. Yeah, the, do it. Do it in maths, right? So okay, between <laughs> almost fifteen percent of the games are gone already. Yeah. And you're that. like, so you have to do it based on that. So yeah. it's six games, yes, but it's it's a it's significant a amount of the games are gone, and they don't drop points like that. They're capable of winning six, seven games in a row. And then you look Arsenal up. Arsenal has a lot in the bank now for top four. They're in a shoehorn for top four. Alan, yes. Arsenal had to be this way. Arsenal, but again, people aren't looking at the fixtures. Mm. Arsenal play Chelsea, point. Liverpool, City next month. Ah, okay. Back to oh. back. Across a couple of weeks. And then obviously Europa League's in between. Mm. So... <laughs> This is basically remember Spurs last year? Yep. So Spurs won their first five last year. Then what happened? <laughs> they lost the next five when their manager was sacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good like, point. That's a good point. I, I don't think That's it's gonna be point. that crazy, but Arsenal got some tough fixtures there. Um the good news is most of them are at home. So I okay. think they play two out of those three big games at home, which will help. Mm. But yeah, I think Arsenal. It's good they're gonna like this was an opportunity to more make a statement to the league mm. for Arsenal than anything else. But they got some tough games coming up, so I think the, the the league right now is still all over the place. And yeah, a city can go on a run from here, and it's it's a wrap for everybody. Yes. So Liverpool, let's talk about Liverpool just a little bit. I I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I don't know if any of you watched the game. Um, the Mercedes I did. I did a little bit. Um, yeah, you did. Okay. 
But what are your thoughts, um, Steven? First, I thought Everton yeah. played great, um, okay. and I was highly annoyed <laughs> because Anana had a really good performance as well, and we should have signed him. Like I was, that's <laughs> one of the players that I wanted us to get. Um, and we didn't, I don't know how we ended up at Everton. That's going to be one of them that someone's going to end up paying 60, 70. If he keeps going like he went this weekend, like he's he's a quality player. So their midfield is going to be significantly better now because they got Gay, they got Anana, they got Ghana. So they're going to be, they were, they played well. I think Everton played really, really well. Um, I think physically Klopp got it wrong because he went with the the, the two little guys in midfield with Elliot and um, Carvalho, mm-hmm. uh, and Everton wanted to say Everton were able to cope with them or, or keep them inside. Um, and yeah, they just didn't get the ball to their dangerous players quick enough and in places to hurt Everton, and Everton coped. Um, I, I don't think Liverpool are playing well, but yeah, they're still trying to feel the biggest issue for them is their midfield. Let me just take this comment quickly. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, comment says, How long until Mr. Rogers goes back to the unemployment office? I think he has Tonight. one more game. Ten nights. You think he gets fired today? Tonight. You can't be losing <laughs> five. No. no. I think he still, he still has he still has some. I think that one more game. I don't, I don't, I don't, even, give him the, I don't even give him the one. Tonight. You think he goes tonight? Okay. okay. He, still, he has enough in the bank. To, to to make it up to the team. He has enough in the bank. He won them an FA Cup, right? He won I, them I an hear FA you. And he's he's been constantly like top six uh, top ten for a while now. No, but no, but but think of the circumstances. He's been consistently top ten, but in a couple of those they should have gotten Champions League and they threw it away with him as well. Right. But again, but again, they are playing they are playing Europa. They've been constantly in Europe too. Yeah, yeah, they're not in this season. They're no, not. they're not. I just think oh, the body nice, has. I, I think the reason. Okay. Normally, I would say Rogers deserves time. Current yeah. circumstance, because they weren't able to invest in that squad, they need someone to come into that dressing room right now and get their players that they have at least focused on playing for somebody else, maybe with some different ideas and a different sound. Because I think that's where yeah, they've got quality players. You good. You good. I love yeah. the way you're reasoning because they need a change. Yes. Since they, they didn't change the personnel, then who do you change? You gotta change him. Like I think it's him. Manager has to go. Yeah. But they they need want to fresh. Wow. need to freshen something up. They do. They do. Uh, yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Uh, you can find out us. So I move to the next section. I believe Liverpool wasn't just clinical. They hit the bar like three, four times in that game. I mean, I mean dead center goals, like goals that Salah will score on a very good day. Look at the one he missed the game, Fulham. Uh, no, uh, Bournemouth, actually. That the yeah. ball, I mean, they scored nine goals and Salah didn't even make an assist. I think there's something going on. He's probably missing money or something. Something is going on with him. It's, I mean, it's space and fight. They're getting chances, but they're not Liverpool chances. No. They're not like center goal, tapping, like... They, they, the midfield, they're not getting the ball up the field as fast as they normally do. So you can you can play higher against them now. And even when they play with Nunes, that's the other thing as well. When they play with Nunes, I don't care about Nunes. Nunes is quick, but he's not 
Mane quick. Like me quick. <laughs> quick. In yeah. behind. So, so I don't mind playing another five or six yards up the pitch to stop them getting in behind me now because I don't care about Nunes running away from me. He's bigger, but I can win that battle. That's what people are saying to themselves. Yeah. So That's they got to get the ball wide, quick, and I don't think they can do it. And he keeps taking off. When does you see Klopp keep taking off Trent and Robertson as well? Something's not working. It's because they're not working. getting the, the wide areas of the pitch. Isn't working for them. He keeps changing his two fullbacks, which is basically the two biggest sources of goals for them. Goals, yeah. I saw a tactical thing. I read. I wait for. There's a lady I follow, Grace Robertson. She writes extreme tactical articles. She's a Liverpool fan. I'm waiting for what she's going to come say because I trust her opinion. But one thing I've noticed, and I saw that somewhere, is the fact that now before this, we have like Firmino, like link up play, and they used to exploit the half space. That's where Salah thrived a lot. Even though he's a winger, he was mm -hmm. playing like inside forward consistently. That half space now, what I noticed a lot is Salah is so wide. Exactly, because, so because wide. he's worried about servicing Nunes, which doesn't Correct. make sense. Correct. Yes. So Nunes, because so Nunes doesn't bring people into play, and he's worried about servicing Nunes. So that's one thing I see that club has to figure out. And my thoughts are: before he figures it out, it might be too late for a title challenge. I think it might. I, I, I already think it's too late for a title challenge. Late, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> like these teams are losing two games a season. It's not even a joke. Yeah, so, yeah. I know. That's true. <laughs> that's what's master. Just two games a season, and that's it. Uh, that's let's take final quick comments, then move to predictions for next week. I was right regarding Pep's consistency is commendable. Yep, drag standard PL to Pep is a Pep is a monster. Uh, Brendan Rogers not showing enough character. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> Mr. Character, he's gone with the next five games. He has mentally checked out too. Running one day and got sacked the next season. Those Leicester guys don't play around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's getting sacked next week. If they don't win next week, that's he's getting canned. Let's do predictions. Ooh, Fulham Chelsea. <laughs> uh Steven, what do you think? Fulham Chelsea at Craven Cottage. I think that's where they play. Draw. I say draw. One one draw. Uh, let's take Chelsea. the last comment. Because I was waiting for him to say, sorry, about it. This is a little fun. Midfield is our biggest issue. Too many injury-prone players and owners who are unwilling to invest big money unless they sell enough players to almost balance the books. Klopp is trying a new system where Salah is wide right and trying to through the central midfield areas. The way City also used Cancelo last season. But it ain't working so far because Salah is too far from goal. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. Good point. Good point. Uh, okay. Say 1-1, one, one. Steven. Yeah, now um, I think probably higher scoring. I think maybe a two-two draw. A two-two draw. Chelsea struggling, man. Well, Chelsea, are struggling. Chelsea can't keep sheets, and Fulham are pain in pain in the backside to play against. Chelsea are struggling. Tuchel, I'm worried for Tuchel in the next couple of months. We'll see. Uh, Yuka, thoughts? I doubt it if they're going to be able to stop Mitrovic. That that has been a, he has been a revelation. I mean, he's played in Premier League several times, but this particular team, he's just potent like he beats his man and scores or he beats him in the hair hair in the air and scores yeah they, they've changed their tactics exactly he knows exactly what to do and then they have william we don't know whether we'll get william of chelsea or william of arsenal that's another debate will i am i know <laughs> but we're I gonna get we're gonna get william from the beaches that's what we're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> So what, what is your score? One one draw. One one. I would say two two. I think Chelsea are like mm. without the Golo Kante. Chelsea just don't look the same. That midfield just gets overrun. 
No. Chelsea go the way Ungulu can't take goals. Pretty much. That's Chelsea. <laughs> That's the way I look at Chelsea. Every time I watch them, well, they, they got in. Um, they got a midfielder now. Huh? Uh, Zakaria. Yeah, I think he helps. Yeah. They just need he that helps. profile. Yeah, he yeah. helps. Yeah. They need creativity too. That's the second thing. They, like, they just have too many in between. Like, oh, they have good players that can carry ball, carry ball, carry the ball back and forth. They have good defenders. They have good finishing when Obama comes in, Sterling. But they don't have creativity. There's no creativity in that midfield. The fine system in which they play in, like Pep, like Pop. Like uh Ten Hag, you know, they play Conte ball, it's the same. Like yes. Chelsea and Tottenham are the same. Three, four, three, get the ball wide. Just inside the well, he's the knockoff so, Conte. No, 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 but about, of course, they, they're, but they're, they're the same. They're the same. I know, but, that, but that's not Tuku, right? I used to know him from Dortmund. Like I Dortmund was my second team. He just changed, he's become this pragmatic. I, I'm like, what are you yeah, doing? This is Monte has been playing. Back there, I keep telling Kote play back three from when he was <laughs> um, uh, like uh, the captain of Juve. Like, back three has been in his head for a long time, uh, since Siena days, before he played Juve. But, for like three years, that man, so he, he, that's all he wants to play. So he, but I think Tuko will transition to a four once he gets Pofana and Koulibaly. You can't play a four with Silva in the back, for, back four because the pace... Behind when they were playing with Aspilicueta and Thiago, mm. so but once he gets Fofana and Koulibaly with James, I think they go to a back four. Okay, I'll watch out for that. That's that's a good point. Man City Spurs. Oh, sorry, my mine is 2 2 Fulham Chelsea. Man City Spurs, Steven. Spurs always beat Man City. I don't know how they do it every season. They, 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 they always beat them, and Man City at the back are ropey as well right now. Like, yeah, very ropey. Very, very ropey. I hope for myself, it's more head, heart speaking than head. I'm thinking, I'm hoping another draw. I'm hoping 1 1, but my head tells me that Spurs win that nick that game. And by force, you want Georgia's suicide. Makes sense. 1 1, but it's the Spurs nick that game. Oh, because uh, your fellow tight to, to challengers. <laughs> You got yeah. Spurs win the game 2 1. Conte mm. ball. Yep. They, they will like grind out that win. They'll ground out the win. They'll ground out the win. Yep. I'm thinking of Pep. I feel like Pep is this kind of manager where if a particular team or a manager is getting over him like consistently, he has this one statement game where it's like, okay, I have something for you. Where he's going to switch something out and attack your weaknesses, you know? So because of that, I think Master and Master are home. They need to win. I think they win. I think they win 3 1. So I'll go with that. Arsenal, Everton, Steven. 2 1 Arsenal. Home yeah. game. Home game, yeah. After a loss, people need to bounce back. I agree. Everton. And you know, you guys always have always find a way to always not beat Everton. It's gonna be a hard game, like I said, because I think Everton organizationally yeah. are getting themselves together, but they still lack a little bit of a threat up front so i think they probably nick something from a set piece and then we do what we do at the other end um but i think it's going to be a tight game and it's after the europa league as well so we were away at zurich and then coming back and playing on sunday so uh, i think it's going to be a, a tight game but i think we win okay okay so my hat wants everything win and that's not lost but um I'll go for a draw in that game because I, I don't think you guys are going to bounce back from that loss. It's going to, I mean, you've won five games on the trot. 
this is a new ter territory for the team now, losing another game. I don't believe your team has that character to come back. I mean, I see a draw. Arsenal nicking it in the last, I mean, scoring the equalizer probably in the in the five minutes extra time to, to, to get a draw out of it. That's my prediction. Okay, okay. Pep is going to stand for losing three games. Massive will be sports all that. I agree, I agree. Uh, I think it's a draw. I think Arsenal, the whole Thursday, Sunday thing, might play everything rejuvenated. So I th I see like a 2 2. Arsenal just scored a lot of goals. So I think I see a 2 2 draw. Um, the Liverpool Wolves, Steven. This is another one. I, I still don't think Liverpool are right. And Wolves are a hard team. I think. Oh, love Steve. Um, probably go a 1 1. Oh one, okay. Wow, Liverpool one one. Okay. I think I think uh Liverpool win it. It's like their uh, team B playing team A. They get <laughs> all, all the players from from Wolves. So I think uh Jota is back, right? I yeah, he's back. Yeah, Jota is back. I think they'll they'll win two one. Question is, is Klopp brave enough to pick him? Because he's got his eighty million pound striker. He's got to play. Oh, okay. there's not the hole behind him. Over Firmino? Like he brought Firmino, played Firmino in midfield the other day. Yeah, and the Champions League. So it depends on lineup because I think they are away at Napoli in the first game. That's a tough, tough, tough game that they usually struggle in. I think they win. I agree with you. I just look at Wolves. That Wolves just like, you know, they are getting back. And you are still my younger brother. Just come, give me my three points. Yeah, who's have almost gone back to like you know, like Bruno Large last season, they were exciting, but they are almost now going back to like the Nuno Espirito template again. It's like yeah. they're so boring to watch, they don't create. I don't like watching Wolves, I'm like, this team is just annoying me when I watch them. They don't create any chance, they wait for Nuvenevez screamer once every five games. Like, what is this? <laughs> and I'll play on the break with Podence and Pedro Neto. That's all they do. It's like, what are you, what are you guys about? But that's what makes them so hard to play against. That they don't concede a ton of goals. Yeah, you know, like, muscle, muscle man. Yeah, yeah. But I think Liverpool wins two one. Jota playing left in place of Diaz, and Jota is actually a better goal threat from there. Yeah, okay, good point. Uh, Palace Man United, Steven. That's the last prediction. Uh, I think United have got good momentum. I think Palace is a different type of game because you can't play on the counter attack against Palace. So you have to go and take the game to them. And I think that's where United need to figure something out. Um, but Palace are a dangerous, dangerous team to play against just because uh, of the pace. Um, but I think United probably win it. I say maybe another 1 0 to United. 1 0 to United. I like that. 1 0 to the Arsenal. 1 0 to the Wait, wait, Palace, right? Yeah. Ah, it's always tough at that stadium. Self yeah. yeah. Ah, United win, just barely winning that game. It's gonna to be tough. Yeah. What do you think? Scoreline? Probably one zero. One zero. I see two one. I just feel like we always kind of concede because we're not that solid. Like I mean, we had two shutouts, yes, but Kalas are a different proposition, yeah. creativity wise. And this is why I'm just confident we win because Palace is not like this. Is not Roy Hudson. If you're playing like Roy Hudson, Palace, maybe I would have been worried because if you said yeah. low block and everything, but well, this Palace want to play. They want to come out. So I like that. So I don't even though we can't just play strictly counter. I think we will catch them on break once or twice. It feels like this team is so specific in how they can catch you on the break. And so far, the McClinical, when we get a chance yeah. on the break, we're not missing chance on the break. We're scoring. Yeah. So that's something I'm banking on to continue for now. 
maybe Ronaldo will start that game or he plays Europa. Um, we end with kudos and donkey of the week. That sounds funny, though. Ronaldo in Europa, right? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, that's where he is now. Father time has come. Uh, <laughs> Steven, who's your kudos? Kudos and donkey for the week. Uh, kudos. Um, I'll give it to Ten Hag because again, he's gotten the results, and and again, however we got here, we got here. <laughs> Um, but but it's a, it's a good moment, so I give it to Ten Hag. Okay, uh, Inka, kudos, kudos. I give it to uh, Ten Hag too. I mean, I still it's like it's like magic. The first two games compared to the last three games, it's it's like the last four games now. We won't fall on the trot, right? Yeah. I mean, well, it seems like a long time that we lost those first two games. Yeah. But um, I give it to him for turning it. Turn into tights for United. Ten Hag all day. Yep. He gets the kudos. Okay. I agree with that kudos for him, but I'll just add somebody else, of course. This is Rashford. It's just because I feel like I he's taking a lot of stat. It's not some fair, little fair, but most unfair, a lot of stick for like what he does outside football. I think that's just weird. When people do I, I I actually think something happened to Rashford last year that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Because again, um, we always say like personalities respond to things differently, right? So him and Saka and Sancho all went through the same things. Yeah. And Saka comes back, he's taking penalties for Arsenal <laughs> after missing a penalty in the Euros. Yeah. Probably had his he was player of the season for us. Yeah. And then Rashford, I don't know what happened there. Like he just last season he just didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I just think um yeah, I just think I felt I felt sorry for him last season because I felt that he was dealing with some stuff and no one ever actually gave him the benefit of the doubt yeah. for dealing with it. Um And yeah, he just had a weird end to the season and it just carried him into last season. He never recovered from it. So yeah, yeah no, I think he's doing well to kind of come out of it a little bit. But the trust of the managers helping for sure. I agree. Especially just how everything happened. He was about to leave his agents, all of that. So I'll give him that. Uh Oga Kwame says, kudos, Avantoni. Yes, that trick. Actually, oh, wow, yeah. ETH Honorable Mention. Uh, donkey of the Week. Who's your donkey? Anybody wants to go? Brendan Rogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Our, whoever's doing VAR last this weekend. <laughs> Every single game. Like, I, like the, the, the West Ham one with Mendy. Come on. Yes, that's ridiculous. Oh, I Coutinho offside. Oh, I mean, like <laughs> there were just so many bad refereeing things and VAR things this weekend. It was, yeah, okay, I agree with the VAR. West Ham, I mean, it's like they're getting worse. <laughs> I don't, how do you get worse? I, I just, yeah, uh, probably, yeah, it, it's just like they're like, oh, we don't have to do much, we have the VAR, and then they're making mistakes, even in the little things that they're supposed to just catch on replace. I mean, but sometimes I think they're overdoing it. Like, they're getting involved in situation Because, again, even with that one with Coutinho, I just... I, ugh, the, the whole one with Mendy, the guy literally jumps over the guy and you... I just... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. The, the, that's, that's what my don't do. The referee and the VR for Chelsea game. I agree. 100%. But, but I think it kind of... It, see, it kind of balances out or probably they were looking at the incident at when sports came to town. They're like, okay, they missed that, and they're gonna just give this and help Charles. I mean, that's how it feels. <laughs> that's how it feels. I was celebrating. I was celebrating. I thought they were gonna drop more points. I was so happy. 
<laughs> same here. Same here. I'll celebrate it. Yeah, there's just some bad, bad calls. Because even the Coutinho one, a man see could have lost. Yeah, that's true. That's true, actually. Okay, that's true. Didn't think of that. Yep. Okay, come to the end of the show. Uh, everyone, there's a quick one today, which is good. Because uh, we have another show for the people watching, the yep. United only show where Bucci will be hosting. So just stay off United. Just keep stay tuned to that one. But this one will come to the end. Steven, thanks. Thanks for joining us. As always. Thanks for having me. We didn't cook, we didn't cook um, wings too much. And Arsenal wings, we let it go. <laughs> you got takeaway, that was it. You said just takeaway. <laughs> you didn't cook anything, you got takeaway. Nottingham uh, Forest, okay, from two goals down. Yep, yeah, I agree. Yika. That was shite. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Oh, my we're pleasure. United is back, hopefully. But we're, we're starting to get there. I don't say back, back loose. No, no, we're, we're just. I just building. We're building. We are not there yet. Yeah, Arsenal is there already. I mean, they're on top of the league. So we're gonna get a couple more wins after this one. If we get two more wins after if this one, then this one doesn't matter. It's United away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to everyone in the comments, we're out. Thanks. Thank yeah. You. Bye. Thanks, Steven. Thanks, Yuka. <laughs>